Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warn Radio episodes on danaglinsmith.com and warn-usa.com. Warn Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music and Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows. Featured on DanaGlennSmith.com, Prophetic Winner of Our Discontent. Power of Faith Over Fear Hosea Startling Prophecy Hosea's Startling Prophecy And featured on Warren-USA.com Faith Believing Unseen The Lord Saves Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 101 on Battle Lines Warring the Saints Africa, Iran, Nigeria, India, Christian persecution. Persecution, sheep to the slaughter, classic Warren Radio. And don't miss the weekly shows of our WIBR Warren Radio. The Advocacy, Wednesday for February 21st. Gospel Faith, Gospel Cost, Christians Targeted, Standing by Faith, Advocacy, Persecuted Church. Battle Lines, Thursday, February 22nd, Jerusalem, Watchman, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 206. And Sound the Shofar, Friday, February 16th, The Word of the Lord, Prophet's Reproach, Part 7. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storylines of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And the watchman wrote this book, in 2019 before COVID and all the rioting by BLM and Antifa and so you can see some of that in it's like prophecy in the rising and you can get your copy of the rising by going to Amazon Barnes and Noble Books a Million Ingram Angus and Robertson and the rising ebook can be found on Google Play you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Yep, again, we're looking at the calendar. 
we're going to be in March. In two days. That's incredible. I mean, we've been through two so months much. already. I can't believe it. Yeah. And, you know, all them thousands of illegals and millions that are coming in here, they just keep piling in. And, uh, you know, <laughs> there's nothing. There's nothing that the administration is doing to help any. And uh, so who knows? And with all the gang members they got in here now. It's very disconcerting. Yeah, well, the thing of it is, is that, you know, Venezuela, they don't have any choice. Neither do the others. See, it was, it's been in the news forever you know, that they had rounded up all these gangs. They had them on TV. They showed them with practically wearing nothing. And uh, they would set them in a big hallway with their hands on their head, this great big place. Yeah, and there, there must have been thousands of them. And Those the, are the ones they sent to America. Yeah, these are the ones they let loose and said, go to America, we'll lock you up. So that's why they're here. They did that before, too. And uh, and Trump got involved, and they ended up uh, saying, okay, we'll they, take him back. Yeah. But they don't want him. Under Biden's administration, though, they're not taking him back. They're refusing. We can't deport him, which is wrong. Well, you know, the thing of it is, I think about all these kids. A lot of them, you know, they're not very old. They're no. in their 20s, 30s at the oldest. Even teens. You know, and they're murderers and thieves and thugs. And they're going to wind up in hell. Yeah, how tragic. You know, they need to be reached. You know, they need to be changed. But these people, I mean, what they're doing... Uh, you know, and and they've already been doing stuff in, in America already, the ones that are here. There's a lot of them here. So, uh, you know, and if you go up, go up against them, you better have some cops that know how to shoot because these guys know how to shoot. They kill cops. And so this is the real issue. It is. Yeah, it, it's not fun. And they rape at will. They kill at will. You know, I mean, this is bad. Real bad. Because not only do they kill others, but, you know, the Lord is going to find them. You know, and, and the ones that I see, they have pictures, girls and guys both, and they're all flipping the bird to Americans. Yeah, you don't want that kind of filth in America. Well, the bottom line of it is, is that Americans know how to shoot back. You know, we live in a country with guns. So, yeah, the, these are bad. And it's too bad. Because these kids need the Lord. And a lot of the kids need, need the Lord. We've got generations of kids that are headed to hell today. Yeah, I hate and that. So at any rate, pray for the gang members that they would get saved. Now remember, Nikki Cruz came out of a gang. David Wilkerson won him to the Lord, and then there's a couple of others. And Nikki Cruz has been out evangelizing. He's an old man now. <laughs> but last I heard, he was still evangelizing. He doesn't get in the news much. Nicky Cruz don't. Uh, so well, I don't. He's got to be in his 80s by I, now. I haven't heard about him for a long time. Yeah, I bet he's about in his 80s. Yeah, he's, you know. So, at any rate, he could be in his 70s. So we're in Hosea. So we'll go there. And uh, Hosea's startling prophecy. This is an article. Uh, that uh, has been up for a bit 
on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. And uh, we occasionally, I mean once a week when we do this, one of the first things we do is give you a look at one of our articles. And uh, this is Hosea's startling prophecy. It brings brings a life lesson using the prophet Hosea, a whore and children from that union. And it's an actual prophecy. Hosea actually did this. He married a whore. He was told to do it. And the children from that union, now the reason they did that is because, you know, God was trying to teach his people a lesson. And uh, it's an amazing story, it really is. The whore, the prophet, and the kids reveal startling, uh, a startling prophecy of coming attractions for Judah. And the truths revealed in this scripture pertains not just in Hosea's day, but it also serves as a staunch warning to America and the nations, especially to those who know the Lord God and our Father and our Savior, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. The scripture reveals many truths for us. The real question here is how far the people of God have strayed from a true relationship with our God and Father through Jesus Christ, our Savior. In America today, a shaking trouble has been hitting this nation for some time. Yet in the middle of this, people are asleep. The life lesson for America today may already be playing itself out for all to see, yet no one sees it. And this is a classic Warren Radio article. Hosea is instructed to marry a special kind of woman, one who would perfectly reveal the state of the house of Israel, the northern tribes, and here we find two particularly defining opening statements. One is in Hosea 1.1, where this is actually a heading with a statement as to the time of writing. This is compared with Hosea 1.2, where again we find the phrase, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. The first phrase, the word of the Lord, reveals the independent statement and time placed there. The other phrase in verse 2 reveals the beginning of the prophecy given to Hosea. And in the place where it was said unto them, you are not my people, there it shall be said unto them, you are the sons of the living God. And Paul even mentioned this, and he mentioned it in... Uh, Romans 9:25 As he said also in Hosea Hosea I will call them my people which were not my people and her beloved which was not my beloved and it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them you were not my people there shall they be called the children of the living God and I did say uh, Judah earlier. It's the northern tribes that we're talking about here. Uh, Judah had had a lesson because they wound up in Babylon. So the northern tribes actually were carried away, uh, scattered among the winds of the nation. Uh, some of them managed to get get back to Jerusalem and their home area, but for the most part. The northern tribes are known as the lost tribes of Israel because nobody knows where they went. But, you know, there's more that are showing up all the time. So check out Hosea's Startling Prophecy by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. You'll find it at warn-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. The Warren Radio Shows are hosted by the watchman Dana G. Smith and Tower, who is co-host. This is the WIBR Warren Radio websites and ministries. And tonight we are doing our advocacy for the persecuted church. We are an in-depth biblical teaching, preaching, warning agency in these last days. We are also an advocate for the persecuted church. The work and ministry of the WIBR Warren Radio is about the testimony of Jesus Christ through the faith of Jesus Christ by the mercy of God our Father through his grace extended 
flowing from the love of God to all people everywhere, commanding everyone to repent. And uh, we're also asking people, think about it, and join with us in this ministry. Donate to help spread the message of Jesus Christ and his gospel to the glory of our God and Father. You can do this automatically. You can either go to warn-usa.com and up in our nav bar it will have a donate button. But you can also go over to our um, place over on uh, um, Spreaker and uh, where our main worn radio uh, profile is and there's a place there where you can donate and it's a little yellow button and there's a plus on it hit the plus sign and you'll be able to uh, put in your information there and we also uh, tower did mention the rising and we urge you to check out the rising and get it and read it and leave a comment uh, on the contact page. Steal the Darkness is another one that we've had out for some time. And that's a Christian fiction thriller. That's number one. That, that's the first one in the series. So check out the Rising series. Um, and so uh, this, both of these are set in America. <coughs> and so... You know, here we are. This is uh, from Morningstar via MorningstarNews.org. And uh, Ugandan husband and wife martyred. Now these are both former Muslims. And it's eastern Uganda. They had four young children... And the husband and wife were slashed to death. And it came two months after putting their faith in Christ. And it's absolutely unbelievable the kind of persecution that's coming uh, to the believers globally. I heard people talking and conversing loudly in Arabic in the Lugwer language saying that Tuaha is to reap the fruits of leaving Islam the neighbor told Morningstar News and of course on condition that they don't reveal who it is after a few minutes I heard a loud wailing coming out of Tuaha's house the neighbor a Christian said his family locked the doors of their home not knowing our fate, we kept awake the whole night in great fear, but thank God the attackers did not come to our house. Officers uh, from the central police station arrived and found the bodies with deep cuts and that of uh, Namwo uh, with a swollen neck and possibly indicating strangulation. Their mutilated bodies were found outside in the children, seven, five, three, and two, were locked inside the house. You know, I have a lot of issues with these Muslims that do this. Oh, I know. Especially in Islamic language that declares that their God tells them to slaughter people like this. It's horrible. It's just gut-wrenching. I feel, I feel for those children losing their parents. They're so young. I pray God will protect him and keep him. The true and living God is full of mercy. And love. He sent his son, yeah, to die yes. on the cross for our sins. Amen. And he's not the kind of God to instruct his people to go slaughtering others. Police found uh, several long Somali swords, knives, and an axe. And they said they left that as a warning to other Muslims con uh, considering conversion to Christianity. Well, they might have lost their lives, but they saved their souls. Yes, amen. Because they're not going to lose anything. They will gain heaven. And uh, they converted at a Christian center in another village... And a friend led him 
to faith. And after visiting, praying with the family for about six months, uh, later, uh, my labor in Christ became a turning point for them to receive Christ on December 5th, uh, 2023, close to Christmas. Yes. I continued discipling them in the Christian doctrines, but cautioned them to remain secret in their newfound Christian faith. And although Uganda's constitution and laws provide for religious freedom, including the right to propagate one's faith and convert from one faith to another, here in Uganda, Muslims make up no more than 12% of the population. So you would have had to move. You know. Yeah. I just hate 12% of the population and the Muslims are trying to muscle their way in Uganda. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Father, take care of those kids. In the yes, name amen. of your son, Jesus, Yahshua. It's just so hard to comprehend the hatred and the yeah. radicalness of the Muslim it is. ideology. Well, and it's full of hatred. Yeah, I just... Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to regret that totally. And no matter how many people they kill, how many Christians get slaughtered, the truth is the truth. The true and living God and our Father sent His only begotten Son, Yahshua, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins so that the final judgment wouldn't be over our heads. And He delivered us from sin, death, and the hell. Amen. And that's the way it is. And all the murder, the killing, the threats is not going to change that. And even when the Antichrist comes, it's not going to change that. There's nothing on earth you can do to change that because the truth is the truth. And when Yahshua gets back here, you're going to find that out. So, are you ready? Yes, this story comes to us via BarnabasAid.org. Christian schools in Pakistan. My husband, Imran, toils as a laborer, earnest, earning modestly, often short of meeting our family's basic needs, explained Sumara. The burden of educational expenses seemed impossible. Sumara and Imran have three children, one of whom has a visual impairment, and the cost of their son's medical treatment adds to their financial struggles. Pakistan laborers like Imran are usually day wagers, having to seek employment afresh each day. They are low paid and on some days earn nothing at all. For Christians suffering discrimination in the workplace, it is often the hardest, dirtiest, and most dangerous work they get, such as cleaning sewers. Many are illiterate, so they have little hope of getting a better job. Why don't Christians like Sumera and Imran send their children to the free government schools in Pakistan? For many Christian communities, there is no government school within reach. Even if there is, it is usually a very harsh environment for the few Christian children who attend. They are subjected to discrimination and sometimes violence. Some may even be failed in their exams simply because they believe in Jesus Christ. But thanks to Barnabas supporters, thousands of poor Christian children in Pakistan have the hope of better opportunities than their parents ever had. Barnabas funded schools giving hope for a brighter future. This benevolent gesture from God and the school's management has been a lifeline enabling my children to pursue education, said Nazreen, whose children attend a Christian school Thanks to financial help from Barnabas Aid, her husband, like Imran, is a laborer and the family's survival is a daily struggle. Though I lack formal, ed formal ed education, my fervent wish has always been for my children to receive a quality education, continued Nazarene, who realizes that education is the way to break the cycle of poverty and illiteracy a cycle that traps so many Christian families in Pakistan. 
And Barnabas contributes to the running costs of 121 Christian schools in Pakistan, some big, some very small. Because of this income, the schools need only ask a minimal fee for their from poor Christian families. Not only do the children get an education, thus opening many doors for the future, but also they are taught their Christian faith in a loving, caring environment. They love their teachers and their school days. And if you would like to help Christian children escape poverty and illiteracy with Christian schools in Pakistan, you can donate by going to BarnabasAid.org. That's a great story, and thank God for Barnabas Aid. Yep. Now next, we're uh, going to be look at Eritrea, and uh, this is in this is via International Christian Concern over at persecution.org, and this comes out of their Persecutors of the Year. Award 2023, and they published this, of course, in 2024 for us to read. And uh, so, their leader is a dictator in Eritrea, and we have done numerous stories on it. Uh, Isaiah uh, Afwerki has maintained nearly absolute power over Eritrea since becoming president in 1991, leading the only political party, the PDDJ. During uh, his presidency, Eritrea has become one of Africa's most closed countries, particularly regarding religious freedom despite a religiously diverse population. His regime has systematically restricted religious practice, leading to the appointment of religious leaders by the government in 2021. The systematic persecution, arbitrary detention, torture, and inhumane treatment of religious minorities and dissenters constitute crimes against humanity that demand international attention and action. So, Isaiah, the president of Eritrea, assumed office in May of 1993. And uh, so, you know, when you take somebody like this, and he does this kind of thing, it, it just terrible for the people. He maintains nearly sole power over this country. And it's a small but influential country in the Horn of Africa. And he took over the presidency in 1991 after a 30-year war for independence from Ethiopia. Can you imagine that? 30 years of fighting. Ugh, that's awful. And has retained the position ever since. And of course there's only one political party. And uh, in his time he turned Eritrea into what many analysts say is the most closed country in Africa. Though Eritrea is split roughly, evenly between Christians and Muslims, his government is extremely closed to free religious practice. Hmm. And they exert direct control over religion, appointing the heads of both the Sunni community and the Eritrean Orthodox Church. Individuals that dare cross the government are swiftly arrested with many Christians and other persons of conscience thrown in prison for standing by their faith in the face of the human perse uh, the government persecution. There they gross, face gross violations of their human rights with survivors of these prisons reporting regular uh, beatings, severe torture, and degrading conditions 
in overcrowded facilities. And he says, it's not anything personal. I'll stay as long as it takes. That's not my choice. That's not my preference. It has to be decided based on the situation on the ground. I will not be scared by someone coming telling me, well, you have to go. We have to find a change. I'm not a fool, he says. So arrest, imprisonment, and torture, restrictions on religious institutions. So now according to ICC in Africa, they say the world needs to wake up to the atrocities taking place in Eritrea today. Not only are Christians imprisoned and tortured and killed, but the everyday person lives under the oppression of an authoritative regime dictated by this ruthless dictator and a totalitarian agenda. It seems like there's a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And we do get, uh, we do do stories on Eritrea regularly. And so there there's no doubt that you know this is an issue and uh, I don't know I just you know it, it makes you wonder why these people do this and so with that we're moving And we are in North Korea. And it's amazing how bad North Korea is as far as controlling Christians. But what's even more amazing is we've reported on this for a long time. And the believers over there, actually believers have been freed. You know, they cross the country, get out of there. And then many times they want to go back and take Bibles and stuff with them to help their people. I think that's exciting. That really takes a lot of courage. It does. This came via globalchristianrelief.org. And uh, they sent us this, so we get a lot of these. Uh, North Korea has once again made national news headlines with reports focused on the authoritarian nation's nuclear capabilities and recent missile tests. And and I have confirmed that many people watching the news know very well that Kim Jong-un is testing out some of these rockets and things that they're building. And, and it's not going to be long before he's going to be able to uh, do something with them. And so, but there's another important topic that the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about, the plight of North Korean Christians. Yeah, that's a sin. Yeah. In this closed country, an estimated 400,000 believers live secret lives of faith. And I've seen videos of them taken in secret where they're laying under the covers of the bed praying and they don't dare pray outside of being seen because they'll be in trouble so they'll go to bed and sit in there and pray quietly and without nobody knowing what they're doing and of course living in America the opposite of that it is really hard to understand this but around the world the persecution is ramped up And see, if you follow Jesus in North Korea, it's a criminal act. It can cost the lives, uh, you know, of yourself and your wife and all your kids. So many uh, end up fleeing to South Korea, according to uh, Global Christian Relief. In an effort to escape religious persecution, food scarcity, government misinformation, and brainwashing, 
It's an arduous journey, and if they're apprehended and forcefully returned to North Korea, prison and hard labor or torture could await them. Now, they have an example, a North Korean refugee. Uh, she has her aging mother and father. She began a 3,000-mile journey to freedom, passing through icy cold rivers and treacherous mountain passes. I was afraid of being caught. I was really scared. It was really scary. Once a brave family arrived in South Korea, a loving community of Christians helped them get established. Most important, she, she held a Bible in her hands for the very first time. And you can donate and help persecuted Christians in North Korea. And uh, you can go to globalchristianrelief.org. Now, these particular people that, you know, we report on, we recommend them. We recommend them to people to donate. And we do this program uh, free. You know, it's part of our calling, something we want to do to help get the word out and help them. So we tell you where the stories are coming from. We tell you who you need to contact. And you can just go to these websites, and they have it plain where you can donate. And you can have all kinds of play. They have entire menus of donation. And I'm telling you, your dollar is sorely needed today in these times of intense persecution. So don't forget, go to globalchristianrelief.org and look for uh, persecuted Christians in North Korea and you can help them out. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Sudan, Islam, and Christian slaves. This story comes to us by via faithwire.com. An organization combating Christian persecution across the globe recently announced it helped free 1,500 Sudanese slaves last year, bringing the total liberated over the past three decades to over 100,000 people. Joel Veldkamp, head of international communications at Christian Solidarity International, CSI, told CBN News Christians and followers of indigenous religions in South Sudan have been the hardest hit over the past few decades by dangerous slave raids. And as he shared the history behind the matter is quite complex. Today we have two countries, Sudan and South Sudan. But in the 1980s and 1990s, it was all just one country called Sudan. And that country was split by a civil war between the north, which is mostly Muslim and dominated by Arabs, and the south, which is mostly Christians and black Africans. He said the Muslim government in the north started to use slavery as a, war of we a weapon of war against the south, capturing tens of of thousands of people during the conflict which ended in 2005. Even nearly 20 years later, Veldkamp said many slaves are still stuck in captivity, enduring painful and arduous lives. The nightmare really began when the abduction happened during the wars, Veldkamp said. These were usually attacks on villages by raiders on horseback and on camels. Sometimes they came in trains and they would force people into a cargo train and take them back into the north. You would see lots of people being killed, lots of people being brutalized, trying to break down the spirit of the people before they're enslaved. Veldkamp said those coming out of slavery have later recounted lives filled with violence while in captivity and daily terror including sex abuse and refusal to allow slaves to practice the Christian faith. A lot of the boys, especially, are forced to convert to Islam and practice Islam. He said, sharing one particularly disturbing story of, of abuse, one man ran away instead of, 
He once ran away instead of washing the dishes like his master wanted him to, and his master cut off his pinky finger. And CSI works to free to try and free those facing these difficult and even deadly circumstances through an underground network created decades ago. Veldkamp's organization helps free these slaves. It all started when goat traders came in contact with sympathetic Muslims who went around North Sudan collecting people and bringing them home. A cattle vaccine is often exchanged for human freedom with slaves walking at night on foot toward the border to evade secret police and the military. It's extremely dangerous work, Veldkamp said, noting that the efforts are helped by Muslims who are horrified over the treatment of these slaves. CSI, CSI began funding this network, offering the resources needed to buy the vaccine. Once over the border in South Sudan, CSI makes these, sure these individuals get medical care and resources. We give them what we call a survival kit that has farming tools and a tarp and other essentials inside. Noting the network itself is locally run and we give every person who comes out a female goat so that they can have some food and maybe make some milk. Yeah, that's a good ministry. Thank God they're helping to get those people out. Well, you know, that's true. It's just hard to believe what people go through. It is. And what other people do to... I know. That's just absolutely unbelievable. What they do to other human beings is just horrifying. Well, we got another one like that. This comes from Pakistan, and this is another story of the brick kiln. And you find out that, depending on the country... You know, like Pakistan, it's it's usually the brick kiln. Because these people, you know, they can work and they get low wages. Most of the time they're on the lowest rung of the economic scale. And if they get sick or anything and they need money, they have to go borrow it. And the money lender is expensive. So then they have to sell themselves to the brick kiln who will pay their debt off and then they end up working their debt off which most of them takes forever to get it done yeah and and never even their kids and grandkids have to pick up the debt yeah now this story is about Azib and that's not his name but that's you know we don't give their names so he was 20 years old and his, him and his young family began working in one of Pakistan's many brick kilns. At first he made a decent wage, but when certain obligations popped up, he was forced to take out loans from the kiln owners like so many before him. Over the next 30 years, and with the majority of his paycheck going to the kiln owners, Azib and his family worked as bonded slaves. Looking ahead, Azib knew his children would inherit his debt, and then Global Christian Relief stepped in. Thank God. While working in the kiln, I raised a large family of five daughters and four sons. Isn't that amazing? It is. And And he tells Global Christian Relief, providing for such a large family was challenging, especially within this industry that is known for low wages. But through the generous gifts of our donors, Global Christian Relief was able to change Azib and his family's lives forever. And he says, My life was completely transformed when I received generous support from the GCR, this Global Christian Relief, and their partners. They paid off my debt to the brick kiln, giving me the opportunity to earn full wages. Azib continues to work in the kiln, work he has known most of his life, but his wages are no longer heavily taxed. He receives a full paycheck. Bless God. The increase in my income has made our financial and living situations significantly more stable. 
My family and I are now free from the mental and physical stress that we had as a result of our loans. Maybe just as important as receiving funds, Azib feels, feels self-worth. In his own words, he says, I no longer feel like a slave. Azib and his family are no longer obligated to answer every demand of the kiln, kiln owners as well. There's freedom. They're treated as ordinary individuals and respect that many take for granted. This has been a miracle in my life. Heavy burdens have been lifted off both my shoulders and those of my children. So he thanks Global Christian Relief for their gracious support. And he says, your intervention has restored hope and dignity in our lives. And we continue to pray you would positively impact the life of others like you did for us. Now, in 1 Corinthians 7.22, we read, For the one who was a slave when called to faith in the Lord is the Lord's freed person. Spiritually, since coming to Christ, Azeb and his family have been free. But now they are also free of their physical debt. They are free indeed. Amen. Thank the Lord. That's amazing. I'm glad. And and they help more than that family. That's just one story. You know, yeah, just one example. Yeah, this is just one. Yeah, we've help. been talking about the brick kiln and things for many, many, many years. And uh, you know, living in America and the and the modern West, you know, you get up into Canada, you get in the UK, you get throughout Europe, you know, we just don't. Uh, you know we're not affected that way but but the ministry that we have here is to make sure that we can get the funds to organizations like global global christian relief and that's how come we know about it because we get the money uh, to numerous organizations not just them and we do it because we want it. We do it because of the love of Christ. We do it because, you know, that's, you know, in the West and, and the rest of the free nations, we need, especially the churches as well, need to be given to missions to help these people who cannot help themselves. That is, that's the goal. And that's what missions and this kind of work is all about. And that's why we're also an advocate for the persecuted church. Because we want to be able to reach out to them through other organizations that have boots on the ground. That when you donate to these organizations, they have relief for these people right there. And, and they have all kinds of ways to help them. You know, to these people, uh, you know, they leave them various things that they need to make a living he was already in the brick kiln but they provided the money to free him and others you know they will help him to set up a way to um, you know have their own food plant and farm and raise goats and there's others that will raise you know cattle sheep you know all kinds of things you know, and these are the things that help people win the battle. And it's all part of faith. It's all part of working for the Lord. So consider giving to missions. And uh, by the way, none of these organizations pay us to do this. We wouldn't take money. This is done because it's our ministry this is what we want to do is get this message out so at any rate we're going to move on we're in Uganda and the thing that was interesting about this one when I, I decided to do it when I ran into it I guess is that they uh, BarnabasAid.org did this article and they were helping Christians 
to plant resilient crops for food security in Uganda. And I was surprised to find out, Tower, that they're using cassava. I know. Isn't that crazy? You know, we it's use amazing. cassava all the time. Yeah, you know? it's good. I like and, it. And, uh, the, you know, you have cassava and then you have tapioca. Tapioca flour. Tapioca is the root and cassava is, you know, the flower is from the main plant. And uh, it's interesting, too, because those um, are resilient crops. And this is what I found interesting. So in the process of doing the story, uh, I found out some interesting things about cassava because I buy it in bags. <laughs> you we've, know, even, I, we've even bought cassava chips. Yeah. So an estimated 86% of those in the west, western Uganda, uh, they grow cassava and plantain. And we also eat plantain. To sustain themselves and uh, the Christian majority largely survives on their own harvests of these crops but yields have become very low old varieties are still being grown the soil is exhausted and pests are a problem and people do not know the best modern ways to farm especially in the current weather conditions more and more Christian families are struggling with hunger and malnutrition our partner emailed us on Wednesday night to share that Uganda is currently going through a severe drought. We hope the rains will begin in mid-March. It is my humble request that you continue standing with us in prayer. And so, cassava is known. Now, this is what I found interesting. As the drought, war, and famine crop. As it can be grown in challenging conditions... It can also be harvested throughout the year. Now that's over in Africa. That's not where we live. Um, and uh, so it isn't dependent on waiting on a single time of the year. That's amazing. It is a great plant to farm for vulnerable Christian communities because the plant has a higher economic value. And cassava is a good flower. You know, I make a lot of things out of a lot of our stuff. I make special breads that are unlike white bread in the others. It doesn't have lectins. It comes out of a, a something that we've been doing for a long time, and that's following the protocols of Dr. Gundry. And cassava is one of those things. And, and so I'll always remember now, it's a drought, war, and famine crop, and it'll, it'll, it can put up with challenging conditions. Now see, the problem you have... Barnabas Aids wants to provide 14,000, uh, enough cuttings for 14,000 families. Now these cuttings are, are little things you stick in the ground. You know, they're seedlings. And the cassava leaves can be cooked for food. Now I didn't know that because I never have a chance to get cassava leaves. And the tubers uh, can be used not only for food, but any surplus can be sold for the starch to be used in in food processing and that's why you use the tapioca because it's starch and that's very good in balancing out when you're making bread so use the cassava itself now see they're eating the cassava is what they're doing so I, I find this so interesting and I thank God this is Barnabas aid you know, will provide cuttings of better varieties of cassava and matuki for 14,000 now, matuki is your... Um, plantain. What? The plantain. Yeah, the plantain. And so... You know what else is interesting about this uh, cassava? It's got a lot of uses. The stems of the plant can be used as firewood, and the skin can be repurposed, twisted, and woven into roots, ropes. I know. I just find That's, this absolutely amazing. Yes. I thank God for this post because, yes. uh, you know, I mean, we've got a picture of them out in the field, and they've got these big, long tubers, which is the cassava, you know, and uh, that's food for them, you know. 
that gets them through. That's what they eat, and they do hunting, and, you know, Lord help them. And Barnabas said so, you know, uh, Barnabas is one of those things, uh, one of those organizations that if you give, you know, and they have a menu like everybody else, give here or wherever, and wherever you de- tell them to put their money, they'll put 100% of it right there. So uh, Barnabas Aid has always been a good organization for us to help, and I can o- we can always rely on them getting it right to the area that we're interested in. So we thank God for these Amen. for these particular ministries that are doing this. We thank God for the believers over there that we can reach through time and space. And that's what we're doing when we're on the internet. Time and space. And we can see their needs. We can touch them spiritually. We can pray for them. And we can also on this end find the organization to help those on the other end. And thank God for that. And I learned some things on Casaba. Yeah, I knew that's a lot about Casaba. I do, but I know how to make things out of it. So, and being a former chef, I'm still a chef. I'm just not doing it employed anymore. Now you're employed by me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at any rate, we we do a lot of a lot of stuff with Casaba. So. This isn't a Cassava show, so I gotta we gotta move on. We're coming down to the end of the show here. I don't think we can do any more. Do you wanna try to do that one? Um I don't no. think yeah. I'd like to do it next week when we can discuss it more. Yeah. So at any rate well at any rate, let's go back to Cassava because I do use it, and there's a number of people that uh, make bread that's non-grain. It's better for you. And uh, I I use a number of flours. Sorghum and millet, cassava, tapioca, arrowroot. And I make sourdough and, and all the other stuff, you know. And and see, you could do that where they're at right there, Tower. You could make a sourdough cassava. Oh, that's interesting. You know, you could you could put that together and let it sit there, and you know, you, you wouldn't even have to, you know, keep your sourdough starter. Now, see, I've had my starter. I made it some five or six or seven years ago. And and I've been working with it. Whenever I need some, I get it out. And so I've been growing it and making my own for a long time. So my heart goes out to these people. It really does. Oh, I know. May I, God bless them and keep them. I think that's exciting, though, about it, that passive. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, I get so excited when I see that. You know, I mean, here we're in America. we got grocery stores. we got everything. But right now, America's in trouble. It has a lot of issues. So, uh, Tower, go ahead. We're about we're running out of time. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you, and we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. May God bless you richly for all you do for him. Please pray for your brethren around the world. Pray for us as we pray for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows, and be sure you can contact us on our websites and go to our contact page. And again, you know, if you want to help out in our ministry as an advocate, you can go there uh, and uh, find our donate button up at the top of the page and donate there. You can also go to our speaker site and to where our bio and everything is on Spreaker, and they have it right there, which is a service of Spreaker itself. They're the ones that developed it, not us. So until next week, next time, take care of yourself. Be blessed. May you and your family truly, and Tower and I mean this, be blessed and be taken care of. God bless you. Good night and shalom.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.